everybody! You're listening to Jedi Dropouts, where we like to keep it more geekly than weekly. Uh, I'm Ryan Taylor. And I'm James Ma. And we're back again. Uh, gonna do a, uh, a little preview of things to come this year, 2018. I mean, we're, we're almost <laughs> halfway through February, but who knows? Uh, but before we get into any of that, I think I think we should jump right into uh, something exciting we're trying out here. Uh, we've got our first Jedi Dropouts mailbag. Woo! And I'm fucking excited to do this. Uh, we're gonna try this for every episode, so <laughs> keep on sending uh, your questions. Your uh, your life advice and such. <laughs> um, so what do you think? You wanna wanna hop right into the mailbag here? Oh yeah. Uh, just to clarify, it's not a literal mailbag. I actually had someone uh, message the Jedi Dropouts account and asked what the mailing address was. It's not it's not physical mail. <laughs> but if you want to send us physical mail, please do that. Yes, oh, we only in need friends. That would be amazing. It would be amazing to receive actual mail. This, this guy should be good at video games. What? This guy should be good at video games. Ah. If you're going to send me a mail. <laughs> uh, Not better looking than me, though. No. no. Uh, so let's start off. Uh, we actually got two submissions from your girlfriend, Emily. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I know you didn't want to uh, answer this one, but I'm, I'm going to take this one for you. Uh, Emily wants to know who killed Barry Allen's mom. I, I feel like there's a backstory here, so. <laughs> yeah. It, it, we were trying to figure out what to watch one day while we were eating supper. Yeah. And I was kind of on a high from watching the most recent episode of The Flash. Yep. And she had never watched the show before. Of course. Yep. And so I popped on season one, episode one. And she's still not completely hooked and everything like that, but we've been slowly plugging away at it. And usually we only do one episode per day. Yeah, okay. Like, that's kind of her compromise that we've hit. Like, she'll watch one episode a day with me. And she's interested enough to sit there and watch that one episode, but not enough. She's not invested enough to want to watch more than one episode. Mm-hmm. But she has been asking me a lot of questions and trying to, like, piece everything together before it happens. Like, oh, she's okay. trying to yeah. figure everything out. Yep. Like, who's this guy? What this? <laughs> like, what's going to happen with that character? Is Are these people going to end up together? Like, yeah, that is the thing. And I kind of stopped telling her. Yeah, that's fair. And, but, like, she doesn't care about spoilers. She never had. No. So, for certain things now that I won't tell her about the show, she's hopping on Wikipedia and... 
confirming whether or not she is correct. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, uh, for anyone who doesn't want any spoilers here, um, major spoilers for the CW's The Flash follow. Okay. So Tyler Durden, played by Bruce Willis, shortly after murdering <clears throat> Barry Allen's mother, uh, turns out to not only be the father of Luke Skywalker but also is a, a figment of Edward Norton's imagination and has been a ghost the entire time. Okay, so yep. so if you didn't want spoilers for The Flash specifically, I mean, sorry, but hope that uh, solves the issue. Uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, Emily also asked the second question. <laughs> she wants us to name this superhero villain who is a man with wood chippers for arms and chainsaws for legs. I had an answer to this almost instantly. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah. She was on break from work, and she was like, she texted me, and she was like, I'm trying to be a supportive girlfriend, so I left a question on the mailbag thing. <laughs> I, hope you, I hope it's a good one. I read it, and I was like, I told her, I was like, that is a good one, but... I read it and instantly had an answer for it. I had I had to work for mine a little. Uh, you do yours first. Yeah, mine's not great. Uh, I was thinking about it. I was like, okay, so there's wood chippers for arms, chainsaws for legs. I can't think of anything clever. So how is how is it possible for me to make this guy more uncomfortable or unnerving? Uh, so I landed on the name Uncle Touchy. Cause, yeah, that just it, it doesn't it doesn't fix any of his problems. I don't know. <laughs> what do you got? Dustin Woodford was your average child. What? Um, nothing spectacular about him. He wasn't a standout athlete. Wasn't a standout student. Not a genius. Anything like that. But he did love horror movies. And. Being a bored teenager in a small town, him and his friends decided one day to go to a cabin in the woods and experiment with hallucinogenic drugs. While in the cabin, tripping on acid, Dustin began to think that he was possessed like Ash from the Evil Dead. After this, he quickly lost his mind and amputated most of his limbs. The ironic thing is, the one arm he had left did get infected, and he lost that too. <laughs> then, shortly after, he befriended a geek from school who seemingly had no other friends, and they bonded over their love of horror movies, and the geek helped him design his wood chipper hands and his chainsaw legs, and thus saw dust was born. <laughs> okay, how did you quickly come up with that backstory and it took me a while to land on Uncle fucking Touchy? <laughs> um, Jesus Christ. The name came to me first. <laughs> yeah, I kind of thought so. Then the alias. Sawdust. Or then the identity. Dustin Woodford. Yep. And then I just kind of spiraled from there. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Also because I was, like, 
in my like planning future tattoos mode. Yeah. And I was like, maybe I'd like to incorporate some of my favorite horror movie characters in either my free leg or my back piece. I was thinking like what ones I would like, and I was like, Pinhead and Jason and Chucky and Ash from The Evil Dead. Yep. And so I kind of had Ash on the mind. Fair enough. And yeah. Maybe, maybe uh, Sawdust is the like is the actual name, and Uncle Touchy is like the Earth Two version. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, we well, got we got one here from Mitchell uh, Mitchell Clark wants to know what the worst superhero costume we've ever seen is. Halle Berry Catwoman. <laughs> I thought about going the movie route and like. Uh, Green Lantern's pretty high up there. Uh, yeah. But then I, I was like, I, I want to find something that originates in the comics as shitty. And Original Nightwing. Oh, what's the original Nightwing? I'm not familiar. Like, like is there there's something prior to the, the, the classic black and blue we know? Yep. Okay. I'm going to... I'm going to see if I can find an image on Google that I will send to you over Messenger while we're speaking. Um, is it this thing with all the gold? Holy shit. And, and like, the, the, the diving neckline, is that it? Yeah, and the <laughs> big, like, really, like, the big collar. Yeah, wow, that is something. Oh boy! Yeah, he looks like a Vegas performer. <laughs> yeah, he kind of looks like he'd be part, like like the third guy, Siegfried, Roy, and Grayson. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Siegfried, Roy, and Dick. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I landed on Red Sonia because have you ever have you ever really looked at Red Sonia wearing the chainmail bikini? Like nope. It's it's uh Red Sonia is the basically the female Conan the Barbarian and she literally wears a chainmail bikini. And Yeah, I'm looking at it right yeah, now. Yeah. Like I'm not sure exactly what the thought process was. Like I I can't afford to be stabbed in all my internal organs, but I I really need to protect my tits. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know. It uh I mean, so, I'm wondering if, if like the underside of her attire or lack thereof has any type of like cloth or anything there because the first thing that I thought just then was like how bad that would chafe the nipples. Oh, Jesus! Yeah, never thought about that. Or and this is a bit graphic as well but <laughs> okay yeah the other part of the bikini pubic hair getting caught <laughs> in expanding and contracting chainmail and oh. that just hugging and pulling yeah that's uh that's something that's that's quite the mental image like it would just basically pluck all of your hair out 
and that would be so unpleasant. Oh. Uh, well, Mitchell, I hope you're happy. You asked a, a genuinely geeky question, and you got an answer about uh, pubic hair. <laughs> I mean, what else do you really expect from us? That's true. Uh, We got one more from the mailbag here. Uh, Besides your own podcast, what podcast would you recommend to someone who has never heard of one? This is from Matt Pike. He also wants to know boxers or briefs. Nope. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Neither. Go for a straight Homer Simpson answer there. And boxers or briefs? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, the to quickly answer that second one, boxer briefs are the only answer in my mind. Boxers and briefs are, are nope. <laughs> you, yeah. you, were, you were technically right. I, I'm going for the amalgam universe of underwear. <laughs> I I've specifically only like I've only worn boxer briefs. Since about 2006. I'm, I haven't been on the train as long as you. It's probably been like 2011, 2012-ish. But yeah, boxer briefs. Like It started for me go, like when I first moved out of my parents' house when I started university. And I was like, I was at Walmart and I was looking for new underwear because, you know, I'm not a dirtbag and I buy new underwear semi-frequently. Yep. And I saw that Walmart had, like, Batman and Ninja Turtles and Ghostbusters boxer briefs. (laughs) And so I bought them because of the characters that were on them because I am a man-child. Yep. And I started wearing them and I was like, shit, these are way more comfortable than boxers. And I never went back. I, so I, that, that is a geeky question, really, because... <laughs> you just gave a more serious answer to boxers or briefs than that last question. <laughs> <laughs> that was the one you got serious about. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, boxer briefs. And, and... I can make this one about pubic hair, too, if you want. <laughs> That's all right. We're good. Uh <laughs> Uh, more specifically, personally, American Eagle boxer briefs are the fucking best. Like, I, Dude, for, I... Most of mine are Everlast. Everlast. Solid. Yeah. Yep. Uh, <laughs> let's get back to his main question. Uh, you don't listen to as many podcasts as I do. I... Like, no. I, as I'm not even, that's not even up for debate. I listen to, like, 40 or 50 different podcasts. Um, I you, listen to just a small handful. So what what would you recommend then? Uh, for anyone who's getting into podcasts, um, if you want to just stay on the geeky side of things, Hollywood Babylon and Fat Man on Batman are two of my favorites because I'm a fucking mark for Kevin Smith. Yeah, same. Um... I've listened to a few others, but names aren't coming to me. They've all been about... They've mostly all been about nerdy stuff. Um, I listened to a bit of... Was it Ear Biscuits? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Morning podcast. Rhett and Link, man, yep. Yeah, and... um, There's a 
few musicians that I like I've listened to a bit of the Joe Rogan podcast when he has certain guests on that interest me listen to a bit of the H3H3 podcast that they do okay um I listen to a couple of podcasts about uh veganism and CrossFit and stuff like that because I follow Andy Hurley, the drummer from Fall Out Boy, on uh, social media. Yep. And I think he's like he's my favorite member of that band and is such an underrated musician. Oh yeah. But he just seems like an all around like cool guy. Yeah, for sure. Like, funny, smart, like seems like a good solid dude yep and so I was just looking for interviews with Andy Hurley and it was like hey here's Andy Hurley as the guest on this podcast talking about CrossFit and veganism and not vegan I've never done CrossFit but I was like yeah I'll listen to it just because I want to hear what Andy has to say about these things and the podcast was actually pretty interesting and if I can find the name of it maybe I'll link it in the comments of this episode when it goes up nice uh, it's a really like okay the way I look at it is there are so many different types of podcasts and yep. not everyone's gonna like every type I know people who they don't really listen to comedy podcasts they don't really listen to geeky stuff they listen to like true crime and and like serious discussions or, or like uh, even scripted like narrative podcasts, right? So you really gotta like kind of you know dip your toe in the water and, and see what kind of thing you're interested in listening to. And honestly, the easiest way is to find someone that you are a fan of and find their podcast because so many people have podcasts these days. Uh, yeah. From a recommendation point of view, my favorites, my three favorite podcasts are Fat Man on Batman, as you mentioned, Geek News, Kevin Smith, yeah. Mark Bernard, and I love uh, the Wizard and the Bruiser. They do an hour to maybe two hour uh, episode every week ish, and uh, they just do a deep dive comedic history of a specific geek topic. I mean, they've done Metroid, they've done Friday the 13th, Ninja Turtles, uh, Frank Miller, Alan Moore. They go, and they, they tell, like, from the very ground up the whole story, right? Uh, so that's a really fun one. And I like Puck Soup a lot. That's a hockey comedy podcast, so if you're not into hockey, it's not really for you. Uh, but... Honestly, I've got one I'm going to recommend to people. For people right now who want to hop onto a, a podcast, it's called Bunny Ears. It just started. There's six episodes in, so you could get in from the beginning. And it is Macaulay Culkin and his friend, Matt Cohen. And it's very much like our podcast in that it's very loose. They do whatever they want. They talk about geeky stuff and food and wrestling and whatever. So if you like us, you might like Bunny Ears. Plus, Macaulay Culkin doesn't really talk in public much, so it's very, very interesting. And Word. Yeah, that's that's what I got. 
I could I could list like another 20 30 podcasts that I recommend but uh, that's that those are my current recommendations Gee, I kind of stopped listening to as many podcasts when I started watching more twitch okay yeah yeah that's fair um, because I found a few channels on twitch that there's four channels operated by the same group and they do like speed run races daily okay yeah so I just followed all four of them and there's always at least one person running on this channel and they're hosting a key sanity race of A Link to the Past for Super Nintendo right now nice which is bananas yeah the game is randomized yep so all the items in the game are random where they could be like the first chest in your house when you wake up might be the hook shot and you might not find your first sword until like 45 minutes in and all the keys to all the dungeons are randomized nice so you might be in Palace of Darkness and open a chest and it might be a small key to Skull Woods. Okay. So you might not be able to get any further in Palace of Darkness until you go like wherever the items you found allow you to go and find more keys in other dungeons. Nice. So like yeah. sometimes you're triple dipping back in the dungeons. Yeah. Based on like where the keys allow you to go. And Oh, I've seen some close races. I've seen a couple people uh, softlock the game basically by like opening the wrong doors and not having the keys to progress. And like, you see the person they're racing against will like open the doors in a different order. And like, there's an item that they need to progress through the game that's locked behind certain doors that they can't a- access anymore because <laughs> they didn't have the right keys at the right time and yeah it's crazy sounds frustrating the shit. average time for this is about two hours Jesus yeah oh it's nuts I've gotten so invested in it like it's to the point where <laughs> there's certain runners that I'm becoming fans of and that I root for over others yeah nice yeah so once I found that, I kind of stopped listening to as many podcasts. I have so kind of watched that while I do the dishes instead of listening to yeah. a podcast. Okay, I had a period like last spring, summer, not long after we started the podcast, where I had about ten or twelve podcasts that I listened to every single week, and it got out of hand because <laughs> it was just too much, and now. I've got 40 or 50 podcasts that I listen to, but I pick and choose, like, based on based on what they're doing or who the guest is. There's not many that I keep up with every week anymore. And with that, uh, that's our first ever Jedi Dropouts mailbag. I think it went pretty well. We should do that again. Hell yeah. Keep them coming. Yeah. And uh, we got one little uh, conversation we need to have... <laughs> uh, I'd say it's got to be like two weeks ago now. Me and you were chatting on Facebook about the thing. 
and the the conversation was just too funny not to put up on the page. Uh, we were discussing how it must suck to have the thing's powers, and uh, so we decided to just uh, think to ourselves what superhero we would least like to have the powers of. Um, yep. I came up. I was thinking about it for a while. I, I, as soon as my mind landed on this one person, I realized that was easily my choice. Uh, I said Cyclops because yeah, that's gotta like like sure if you're if you're battling super villains all the time, it's useful. But otherwise, that's gotta fucking suck. Like, what does he do if he gets an eyelash in his eye? What do you? <laughs> how are you gonna? How are you getting that thing out? I don't know. Like, <laughs> can you imagine how bad that would be if you had allergies? Oh man, exactly. Like, and if you didn't, like, Cyclops' ability to control his powers is solely reliant on him crossing paths with Charles Xavier and Hank McCoy. Oh yeah. So for the rest of us, we would just be like hoping and praying we find sunglasses that have ruby quartz fucking lenses (laughs) and hoping that we don't like sneeze or bump into someone and they fall off our face yep and like there's so many just very human things that could fuck that up like what if you happen to be one of those people who sleeps with their eyes open (laughs) uh you know, what if, uh, I'm trying to think, what's another one? What if, I, it's terrible to say, but what if you're having uh, a seizure or a stroke or something where you cannot uh, control your human functions and your eyes are fucking wide open and you're destroying everything in your path? Like, <laughs> it's so easy to fuck up everything as Cyclops. Yep. No thank you. What do you what do you, what do you say? I never really landed on an answer for this because I mean a lot of their powers just for the every man or person could be twisted to be inconvenient. Yeah. Like I mean, so many of their powers are just like ugh, like that would have a downside like. In theory, it would be awesome, but like, can you imagine having Jubilee's powers or <laughs> Rogues? The whole like in the comics, it's like, yeah, Rogue can absorb people's powers, but in the real world, if nobody had superpowers but you, and you had Rogue's whole like touching people absorbs their energy type thing, yeah, like. Man, like, how many jobs would you not be able to do? Oh, lots. There's so many, like, almost every career, or every job I've had in my life, I would not have been able to do. Wait a second. If she, if she absorbs the life of things, like, not uh, sorry, yeah. the energy, not the life, but the energy, right? If she was preparing food, would she like like would she cause all the vegetables to rot? Yeah, would she like d- d- when she I touches no something, idea. would it rot and wilt? Like 
How does she enjoy meals? <laughs> She'd never be able to work in fast food. And that brings us to our sponsor, Blue Apron. <laughs> uh, one of these days. Yeah, we can hope. Yeah. Um, Gambit's powers would also be awful to have. Yeah. Like, learning to control something like where anytime you touch it, it charges it with kinetic energy and causes it to explode. Oh my god. <laughs> like, I don't know about you, but I wouldn't have the patience to play around with that and figure it out because no. the day I touch my PlayStation controller and <laughs> cause it to turn into a bomb, I ain't never touching anything again. No. That would suck. The amount of times I've watched X-Men cartoons or whatever and I was like man Gambit's so cool I wish I was Gambit yeah like I wish I was Gambit already with the ability to control my powers yeah yeah exactly I don't wish I was a young <laughs> Remy LeBeau just gaining my powers having no idea how to control them no Jesus Christ like there's some powers that's like okay like yeah it would suck the experimentation process learning how to control it, but I'd manage. Yeah. Rogue Gambit? Nah. Like, that's the kind of circumstance where it's just like, fuck it, I'd just take the <laughs> healing factor. Well, uh, I got some news here. I was going to go through, I don't know if I'm going to go through all of this because there was a surprising amount of news in the last couple weeks. Um, first of all, <laughs> I'm not sure if you heard about this, but you remember how a while back DC decided to make a series, TV series, about Superman without Superman in it, and nobody's going to watch it? Oh, you mean the Krypton show? Yeah, you remember that? Guess what they did again? I heard about it, but I just completely forget it existed until right now because that seems like a stupid idea. Yeah, that's what I mean. And they did it a second time. <laughs> They're working on a new series called Metropolis. <laughs> it is a TV series. Well, I mean, <laughs> when your first endeavor doesn't succeed, yeah. you know, recreate it. Krypton's not even out yet. There's, it's coming out in like a month oh, or yeah. something. And they're working on a TV show called Metropolis. Uh, set before Superman in Metropolis focusing on Lois Lane and Lex Luthor and nobody wants this no like like if you can't sell you know, the thing that makes Lois Lane interesting is her affiliation with Superman her relationship with Superman yep like, otherwise, she's just a really good reporter. <laughs> she's a really good investigative journalist that wasn't able to figure out that the guy working right next to her that she had a fucking crush on was mm. fucking Superman in glasses. You know what, though? Still a better reporter than anyone at Fox News. True. And <laughs> Lex Luthor? Yeah, he's the smartest guy on the fucking planet. But... but until Superman came into the picture, he was just a smart guy who really just was just like any normal smart guy on Earth. Like, he was yeah. genius, tech billionaire, that's it. Yep. 
it wasn't until Superman came into the picture and he had this motivation to start being shady and expose Superman and beat Superman. Like, it's it's his whole raison d'etre. Yep. I I just think it... It's like doing a show about Batman if his parents didn't die. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, hey, remember that time... Shenanigans is Bruce going to get up to this week on Jersey Shore. Remember that time DC tried to sell us on a uh, a show about Gotham without Batman in it? And you mean Gotham? And, yeah, and nobody liked it. And uh, Gotham is way more interesting than Metropolis. So <laughs> how do they think this is going to work? Yeah, like, I, I watch Gotham. I'm, oh, do you? Well, I've fallen behind now. Okay. I've watched the first two and a half seasons out of three I watched the first season and I just decided not to go back uh like it's not the worst thing ever made no it, it it's kinda interest. I mostly watched it for the Riddler to be honest yeah he was pretty good and I did enjoy what they did with Penguin yeah but no for sure I don't know I just uh, other than that it was kind of like okay. Yeah. Uh, DC, uh, it, it, they haven't announced this. This is more so a rumor, but uh, apparently Joaquin Phoenix is in talks to play Joker. In, yeah. In the in the Martin Scorsese origin movie. This that's uh, kind of out of left field, but it could work. That's a thing. Yeah, that's a thing. On the long, long list of DC movies that are apparently in the works. Maybe they looked at it as like, oh shit, look what playing the Joker did to Heath Ledger. Let's get someone whose brain is already broken so we don't have that blood on our hands. Oh, Jesus. I never thought about that. Um, I mean, the dude has already publicly lost his damn mind. A few times, yeah. That time, yeah. that time he got so in character in a movie that he convinced everyone that he was crazy or some shit. I uh, I can't even remember what that movie was called. It was like I'm not there or something. Yeah. Yeah. So what's he gonna be like playing the fucking Joker? I don't know. I don't <laughs> like the movie might be good, but I don't know if this is gonna be good for him. I wouldn't be surprised if he outright launches a terror attack. <laughs> oh my god. Convinces himself he's the Joker and unleashes gas on people. Jesus, yeah. Uh, on the other side of things... Joker's a great oh. character, but should only be method acted to an extent. Yeah. I feel like they need to stop doing the realistic Joker because that's messing with people. They need to go like the Cesar Romero over the top sort of uh, direction, maybe. Like Mark Hamill does that style, and he's fine. Yep. You know. Um, on the other side of things, there is a new movie in talks with Marvel. Uh, there's a secret X Men related movie being worked on. Uh, the working title is One Forty Three. The script is being written by Brian Michael Bendis himself, 
and it is apparently being directed by Tim Miller, the director of Deadpool. Fucking A. The rumor is it's a Kitty Pride solo movie. Ooh. Yeah, right? Uh, and the, the rumor is, is that because of uh, the Uncanny X-Men issue 143 is a story about... It's basically Alien, but with Kitty Pride. So, that's a thing. And uh, I did a bit of my own research just to see. I went, I went through uh, X-Men and Fantastic Four related comics to see um, what other issue 143s were. So, the other options that I've come up with myself, but... <laughs> are uh, a Fantastic Four versus Doctor Doom story, because there is a, a big Doctor Doom story in Fantastic Four 143. Or a an Alpha Flight movie, but I doubt that'll happen. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I'm down for that. I think Tim Miller and Brian Michael Bendis working together is going to be insanely good. Hell yeah. And the last of the news, uh, David Benioff and D.B. Weiss, the uh, creators of Game of Thrones, are getting their own Star Wars trilogy. Ooh. Completely separate from the Skywalker saga, completely separate from Ryan Johnson's trilogy. So, they're going all in on the amount of Star Wars movies that are coming out. Yep. And I saw a few people uh, talking online about this is going to be too much Star Wars. But if you combine the entire Skywalker saga, including Episode 9 that's not out, Rogue One, uh, the Solo movie, and these three, these two trilogies, you have about as many Star Wars movies as there are currently MCU movies. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, we're we're good. We'll watch all this shit. Oh, yeah. That's all the news. So, pretty pretty eventful. Now, the actual... Uh, the point of this episode. Let's preview the shit coming out this year. Yes, sir. So, first up, uh, any video games you're excited for in 2018? Um... Or is I it... just picked up Dynasty Warriors 9. Yeah. It just came out um, this week, February 13th. I haven't gotten a chance to play too much of it yet. I've only played five hours worth of the game in a handful of days. I'm still kind of on the fence about it. Okay. The gameplay itself, the open world thing that they introduced, is pretty cool. The combat is repetitive, but that's the case for all Dynasty Warriors games ever. Yeah. So the open world thing is cool. The way like they have the missions laid out is kind of cool. The part that's not like really like. The cutscenes and the dialogue are painful. Yeah. 
if you can ignore the cutscenes and dialogue and just look at like the actual like open world running around completing missions part of the game, it it's been fun so far. The cutscenes look like they're gone back to like early PS2. Oh shit. And the dialogue and voice acting like the dialogue seems like it could have been written by an eighth grader. Oh, okay. And the voice acting sounds as if you and I decided we were going to record the entire <laughs> cast of voices like Matt and Trey do for South Park. <laughs> oh, God. Like, three people having a dialogue, and it's just like, I think we should do this. I agree. It's like, it sounds like one guy just doing like five different voices. Oh. That sounds great, though. It's just like, that is so weak. Like, six through eight in Dynasty Warriors have amazing cutscenes. Like, they're straight up like a CGI movie. And it's just so good. And most of the voice actors from six to eight like remained the same so it came to be ingrained in my head like this is what Zhao Yun and Guan Yu and Zhang Fei sound like oh okay and then to turn on this game and hit story mode and within the first minute and a half hear these characters sound not only nothing like they did in the previous three entries but sound like I recorded the voices myself by just like making up voices for people. Yeah. It's just like, ugh. Fair enough. It, it sounds like the voice director never, like, didn't hire any of the previous talent and had never played any of the previous games. And uh, just looked at each character based on their physical appearance and was like, this is what that guy sounds like. Mm. So, like, yeah. The cinematic cinematics and the voice acting are bad enough that, like, the first long one at the beginning of the game, I honestly considered returning the game. Wow. But then, like, after I suffered through that, and I do mean suffered, and actually started playing the game, it's been five hours of me just running around the open world on a horse, finding materials to craft items and beating down thousands of enemies and hunting wolves. and it's, it's been fun since I mashed my way through that first painful dialogue. Nice. So, yeah. If, if you think you can get through that dialogue and shit, I'd check out this game. Um, I've seen two different people review it so far. IGN gave it a 5.6 out of 10. Uh, yeah. Said it was very mediocre. Um, 
Jules from What Culture reviewed it, and he gave it two separate ratings. One for one for newcomers to the series and one for fans of the series. And one of his ratings was three and a half stars out of five. The other one was four stars out of five. But he had very similar complaints to what I'm having. I'm also going to apologize to the listeners for that very noisy piece of shit car that just drove by my house. You definitely heard that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so what you're saying is the game you're most excited about this year is the one that you have you you almost returned <laughs> yeah I'm kind of waiting to see what Nintendo's going to be putting out the uh, rest of the yeah. year yeah that's true um I mean I'm excited that they're releasing the Mega Man X games on mm. Playstation Network for PS4 nice even though most of them came out in the mid-90s. Yeah, I have a similar thing. They're doing a Street Fighter collection. I can't remember the exact name on it, but it's like every variation of the first couple Street Fighters. Like, every single Street Fighter 2 is included in the collection. And uh, it's actually available on Xbox One, which is surprising to me because it's usually a, a PlayStation thing. So, uh, yeah. there's that... Uh yeah the only new game that I am possibly gonna buy because I don't buy a lot of new games anymore I don't, I don't game like I used to uh, Soul Calibur 6 is coming out this year and I've learned recently that the only games I ever put any time into are, are uh, fighters so that's that's the yeah, one yeah I'm Like, they're putting out um, a Pokemon game for the Switch. I don't know if it's coming out this year. I'm just reading through yeah. a list of games yeah. they've confirmed with no... Confirmed for this year with no release date yet, yeah. just to see. The Switch could have a big year. We just don't know when stuff's coming out. Like, there's the Pokemon game, there's the Metroid they're working on, uh... Apparently there's a Worms game oh. coming out. Nice. I love Worms. Yeah. Uh, a new Fire Emblem game I never really got into. But... Man, I haven't played much, uh, but the ones I played were so fucking good. I've heard a lot of good things, I just haven't got around to it. Uh... I, I'd recommend Awakening. That was the first one I played. That was a pretty good uh, starting off point. Very, very fun. Like, the the story is great, sure, and all that stuff, you know, all that side stuff, but the, the actual gameplay, the combat system is so fucking fun. It's addicting. It really is. Yeah, I'm just waiting to see what... Um what they do with uh, Pokemon because they've already said that they're not doing any more handheld oh Pokemon like no more for the, like the 3DS yeah next one's gonna be for the Switch mm. so I'm waiting for more details on that and I think that's gonna be what finally gets me to buy a Switch you gotta have the newest Pokemon machine man 
Yeah. <laughs> and hopefully it redeems Sun Moon, Ultra Sun, and Ultra Moon. Yeah. Because I kind of feel like when those games came out, they were already saying that they were phasing out Pokemon for handheld and that they were going to make the jump to Switch for the next one. Yeah. So I think they were just kind of just like, fuck it, we're not going to put as yeah. much That's effort. Sort of like, they just lazily made those games because they were just kind of phasing them out. Yeah, they sort of phoned it in. Yeah. I feel like that was the case for those games, so I'm still trying to be optimistic about whatever they're going to do for Pokemon on the Switch. Yep. And hopefully that comes out in 2018, or we get details about it in 2018, and that'll be what gets me to buy the Nintendo Switch. You know what we should do? We should have an, that? We should do an E3 special. We after, should. After all the... E3 announcements. That's, that's Hell yeah. Yeah, that's something we should do. Okay. Uh, let's move on to TV shows of 2018. Uh, yes. For the first time in a long time, I'm not keeping up with new TV shows. Like, I've got my couple shows that I'm watching, but, like, for years, I tried out most new shows, even if it was just a couple episodes. And I've decided that this year I'm going to... Uh, slack off on that and go back and watch TV shows that have finished that I never got around to. So, I just finished Twin Peaks and it was pretty fucking awesome. I am uh, looking at The Wire next. So, (laughs) for the first time, I don't have that many TV shows that I'm like really fucking jazzed about this year. Obviously, if they put out Stranger Things Season 3, that's top of my list. Uh, Atlanta is finally getting season 2 that came out the year before last 2016 it was Donald Glover and it's just a show about a guy who becomes his cousin's uh, manager for his rap career and it is it, it is very like there's not really much of a structure to the show it's comedic, it's dramatic it's weird as shit but it is everything I love about Donald Glover, and I can't wait to see season two. And out of the new confirmed TV shows, I just can't wait to see Castle Rock, because they're just taking everything Stranger Th- uh, Stranger Things, Jesus, Stephen King, and throwing it into a TV show together. And I can't nice. wait. Do you, have you heard? We talked about Castle Rock before, right? I think so. That's the one where, like, they have the rights to, like, I don't know, 15, 20 different Stephen King books, and they wrote a story set in Stephen King's main, combining books. Like, Bill Skarsgård, I think, is in it as a uh, Shawshank inmate, and uh, I think Sissy Spacek shows up in the show but she's not Carrie and like they brought back people who've played Stephen King characters but they're different characters sick Mark Bernardin was one of the head writers on the show which is like main reason I'm into it yeah so that's really like cause like the shows I'm looking forward to watching in 2018 most of them have been over for 10 to 20 years so it's a it's a weird year for me for TV 
What you got? Um, I've been getting like I haven't been watching too many new shows. I've mostly just been watching like streams and stuff like that. But I did start watching Black Lightning. Oh yeah, which is DC Comics adaptation on Netflix. Yep. It's uh, it is produced by Greg Berlanti, but it's not part of the Arrowverse. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, I had to look it up as to whether or not it was going to be part of the Arrowverse and if he was ever going to cross paths with the other characters. Hmm. And they've said, as of right now, they plan on him just to be his own character and have no crossover or mention of any of the other characters. Yeah. Um, They release one episode a week. And we're four episodes in. Okay. And so far, I'm enjoying it. Awesome. Um, I think Cress Williams is... Like, Cress Williams as Black Lightning is impressing me. Uh, Prondon as Tobias Whale is actually pretty cool. Nice. Um, yeah. I like where the show's going. It, it's been pretty interesting so far. That's what I've considered. Some of the performances seem a bit over the top. Okay, well, yeah. Like uh, James Reamer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. From The Warriors, like Dexter's dad. He seems a little out of place at what? some points. Wasn't wasn't he in that Mortal Kombat movie? Yes. Yeah, he's that's Raiden, right? With like the... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. Like, he seems a bit over dramatic sometimes. Okay. Yeah. Like, almost like he's overacting. Yeah. But that's only at like point. All the other characters, like, there's a lot of characters in the show I've n- never heard of that I'm like, yeah, I think I could enjoy them in other roles. Like, it's a predominantly um, the cast is predominantly people of color. Yeah. Because well the setting of course but yeah no it's really good and it's kind of like to me what Black Panther is it's like and it's a movie or show that is just good and happens to have a predominantly black cast and it's exposing me to a lot of actors that I've never heard of before that I'm like, yeah, they're good. They're interesting. I would follow more of their work. Yep. And, yeah. I'm definitely going to continue watching Black Lightning because it's a good show, not just because of the color of skin of the actors. No, of course. It just, they just happen to be, you know, people of color. Yep. But it's a good show. I find it's well written so far. 
mean it might shit the bed towards the end of the season, but hopefully it maintains. And yeah, Black Falcon Panther. <laughs> nice. Well, I think that sets up a pretty good segue right into our, our first movie of 2018 we're going to talk about. Uh, yep. So ju- just to preface this, the list is not exactly uh, our most anticipated so much as it's the 10 movies coming out this year that just seem the most relevant to this podcast and us. Yeah. And I mean, if we were to do anticipated lists... Uh, most of these would probably make it on there anyway. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, first up, of course, Black Panther uh, came out today. Uh, we should have a... Yep, we, I think it was last night, actually. Well, yeah, because they do the midnight release, yeah. Yeah. This thing looks fucking insanely good. Like So good. It The cast is just amazing. Uh, and... I, I can't get over it. I, I've been listening to that soundtrack for the last week, and it's, like, the best album I've heard in a while. I'm a big hip-hop head, and Kendrick Lamar basically uh, wrote or organized most of the album, and it's so fucking good, and I can't wait to watch this movie. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited for it. Um, I'm waiting until Monday to go see it. Yep. Because Emily was off last night, but I worked last night, and now I'm off until, like, my next shift is Tuesday, so I'm off for four days now, but Emily is working 12-hour day shifts today, tomorrow, and Sunday. So we decided, like, two weeks ago when we were comparing our schedules that we were going to do a belated Valentine's Day thing where uh, we're going to go out for supper and then go see Black Panther immediately after. Nice. So that's our plans for Monday. We've got supper reservations for 5.30 and the movie starts at 7.15. Luckily, there's a nicer restaurant in the same building as the movie theater. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So we're going to Gitano's because neither of us have been. And then we're just walking straight up the stairs and going to the movie. Sounds like a good night. Hell yes. Well, good I, food and a kick ass movie. Yeah. Like, that is my dream date right there. <laughs> uh, I don't think we're going to get into Black Panther too much just because our next episode is probably going to have a, a, a review whether it be yeah. just from your side or both. I'm not sure if I'm going to get a chance to see it or not. Yeah. Um, so let's get into the next one, and it's again a Marvel movie. Just to clarify, most of these are superhero movies because there's so many fucking superhero movies coming out this year. Yep. May 4th, 2018, Avengers Infinity War. Which is funny, like... You know, Disney owns Star Wars and Marvel, and May 4th, yeah. they're putting out Infinity War and not a Star Wars film. They're, I feel like they're planning something here. Like, I don't know what exactly. Like, I don't know if there's 
something to do with the Han Solo movie that they're they've got like an ace up their sleeve. They're gonna drop in a trailer that day, maybe. Maybe that seems likely. Maybe like, Infinity War because of how big of a draw that's gonna have. Yep. Maybe the trailers during Infinity War will be when they drop the first like mind blowing. Yeah. Solo trailer. Yeah, maybe they've got... they had like they had the little teaser one at the Super Bowl. Yeah, but that's all it was was a teaser. I didn't even watch it because I'm I'm still on that not watching trailers train, but I I saw some of the screenshots. They they I hard to avoid. Lando Donald Glover as Lando. Oh my god, man! It looks so it looks good. So good. Uh, but anyway, back back to Infinity War. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's what it's been building towards for the last fucking ten years. Yeah. Well, I mean, at, at least for the last six, because the first Avengers really planted the seeds of Thanos. Yeah. I mean, it's gonna be huge. I I know I I in our rankings I didn't put the team movies that high, but I mean, it's gonna be a fucking spectacle. Oh, I can't wait. And the Russos know how to make a good movie. They do. Yes, they do. For all my flaws with Civil War, I mean, it's still a fucking good movie. Hell yes. So I love it. And I feel like we've touched on Infinity War quite a bit in the past. So I don't know how much there is to say. I mean, for most of these, I wrote down the cast just for uh, reference. I didn't write down the cast to Infinity War because, like, I don't know if my computer has the hard drive space for that cast. <laughs> it's like, fucking, what is it, three hundred different superheroes or some shit like that? I, it's insane. Like, obviously, that, yeah, it's a little bit of an exaggeration, but I feel like the number is actually staggering. Um. So. Uh- have you any idea what the budget for that movie is? Oh man, I do not know. It's got to be insane. Just on salaries alone. Oh, yeah. Like before you, like, factor in like production costs and like all that shit. Just the salaries for the actors. Man, I cannot fucking imagine. Like, Robert Downey Jr. alone. Yeah, he's expensive. Goddamn. Yeah. He's pretty expensive for someone who appears as a CGI character a lot of the time. Yeah. (laughs) My question for you is, do you have a prediction on uh, Stan Lee? Oh, what is he going to be? Like, how are they going to... Yeah, how are they going to work Stan Lee into this one? Hmm. That's a good one. Uh, so, yeah, we saw the we saw him talking with the Watchers that time. That was interesting. That was uh, Guardians? Yeah. Yeah. But I figured, I didn't know if they were going to continue from that, but then they, they kind of drew it back, and he was... Uh, the guy yelling out his window in Spider-Man, and then uh, the, I guess, like, the doctor, the, the guy who did the haircut on Thor in Ragnarok. Yeah. 
I don't know. I I think it's, it's I think that one's hard to predict because I mean they always throw in a scene that was is literally written there for Stan Lee com- comedy. Yeah. I have no idea. I have no fucking clue. You got anything? I have no idea. It's going to be good. Uh sticking with the superhero movies. Uh literally 2 weeks later Deadpool 2. Yep. Which doesn't actually have a title yet. Like, I, I'm i actually convinced that they're naming it Untitled Deadpool Sequel. Because that's the name that's been like a placeholder. Yeah. That seems like that kind of thing they would do as a, as a joke. Yep. I just, like, with how close Deadpool 2 is coming out to... Uh, Infinity War. Yep. That is two big ass paychecks for Josh Brolin in a oh, short period of time. Shit, yeah, so it is. Man. Like when the newest like trailer thing came out for Deadpool Two. Like I was watching my trailers as I normally do. Yep. And I pointed out to Emily, I was like, "That's the same guy who's." playing Thanos in Infinity War. Like, man. Yep. Cable and Thanos mm-hmm. in the same month. The thing I'm interested in with Deadpool 2 is, like, Deadpool was fantastic, and they're bringing back pretty much everybody, but they're also adding Cable, Domino, Apparently Terry Crews is in there somewhere. Yeah. And uh, someone is playing Shatterstar. Apparently. Which, I'm not familiar with Shatterstar, but apparently it's an X-Force thing. Yeah. Uh, Black Tom Cassidy is in it. Like, it's going to be good. You know it's going to be good. If, if it's anything like the first one, it's going to be fucking fantastic. They they would have to. They I don't know if they could fuck this up if they tried. Yeah, because if they purposely tried to fuck this movie up, he would still probably laugh at that. Yeah, exactly. And uh, man, <laughs> this is a big month. Avengers: Infinity War May fourth, Deadpool two May eighteenth. One week later. Solo, a Star Wars story on May 25th. Yep. It's fucking insane. Oh, yeah. Ron Howard stepping in to direct. Donald Glover as Lando. Man. Uh, I can't fucking wait. It's Star Wars, so it already has my money. Yeah, exactly. Like, honestly, if there... If there is a three big movies and all three are coming out under the same umbrella, they're probably the three biggest movies of the year. Yep, realistically, and they're all Disney properties. Yep. Yep, this is going to be a good financial year for Disney. 
apparently, did you know that there's a new droid being introduced in Solo? I did not. I didn't either until I looked up the cast. Um, it's L337. It's not doesn't really roll off the tongue, but, you know. Um, I'm, Maybe they'll just call him L3 or something. Yeah, L3. That works. Um, so, after that, two days before my birthday, we've got a long-awaited sequel. Uh, another superhero movie, technically. Uh, Incredibles 2 from Pixar. Man, we've been waiting a long time for that one. Oh, man. When was the first one? Like, 2000. Five? Is that right? Something like that. It's been like it's been around twelve, thirteen years, somewhere along those lines. And they are bringing back everybody. Did you know that they were bringing back the Underminer? I did not. From the very ending of the first one, the Underminer is in the cast listing. So I I don't know if they're picking up like exactly where they left off or what. Um, maybe they will. I don't really think they will. Yeah. Unless they just, like, start the movie where the last one ended and then cut ahead a little bit. Yeah, that's true. They might just be like, here's where we left off. And cutting back to today. Yeah, that's true. Like, six months later. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. This... Like, maybe they'll start with the fight with the Underminer, and, yeah. like, maybe there's some kind of fallout from that fight, and they're like, hey, six months later, well, you know what? That this makes... is how things work. That makes sense, because that's how the first one went. There's the whole, uh, Mr. Incredible saves the day, and then it cuts, they go to the, they get married that same day, him and Elastigirl, and then it cuts ahead, like, however many years. Yeah. So maybe they'll do the same thing. That that makes sense. Yeah. I'm I'm personally really excited. They've got two uh, actors joining this movie from uh, Breaking Bad, Jonathan Banks and Bob Odenkirk, who played uh, Mike Ehrmantraut and Saul Goodman on Better uh, Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad. Are both in yeah. this movie, and they're fucking great actors. So, Odenkirk's hilarious. Odenkirk is fucking great. Like everything he, sh- I've never seen Bob Odenkirk in a role that I didn't like thoroughly enjoy. Uh, so yeah, Incredibles two. Maybe I'll get to see that for my birthday. Who knows? There's always a really good movie that comes out like. On or around my birthday, every year, and Pixar is pretty lucky. I know. I mean, I, I, I'm I'm a mid June baby, so like, you know, summer blockbuster time. Uh, I think I think there was a, the I think Jurassic World might have came out on my birthday, the first one. Mm-hmm. Which speaking of which, uh, Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom, June twenty second. I know you're avoiding trailers, but did you see even part of the new trailer for this movie? I didn't see the new trailer. I saw the one attached to The Last Jedi when I saw it in theaters. The newest trailer for this movie... Yep. I didn't, like, until about five, ten 
10 seconds in, I didn't think it was a Jurassic Park movie. I thought it was a horror movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Ooh. Are they going a horror and then, route? Then, like, the music kind of clued me in. And, oh, okay. Like, clicking of a claw on the floor and stuff like that. And mm. It clued me in. I was like, fuck, like, parts of this movie look like it's going to be scary. And other parts are just pure excitement. So that's great, because I think that was the one thing Jurassic World was missing. There wasn't any scares. Like, not that Jurassic Park was really a horror franchise, but it had horror elements. Like, there were some parts where you were on the edge of your seat being like, man, that would be fucking terrifying. Honestly... Like, all of it would be scary, but there's yeah. some parts that stood out as the terrifying bit. Yeah, like, for me, the one that always scared the shit out of me was Jurassic Park 3, the bridge scene with the pterodactyl. Right? That was fucking terrifying. I know a lot of people shit well, like, on that the one, kitchen but... kitchen scene in the first one with the yeah. raptors? The, the, uh, the RV scene on the, on the cliff... With the T-Rex in the second one. Remember that? With the, like, where, where they're being, where they have the baby T-Rex and it's pouring rain. and Like, there, there's been at least one terrifying scene in all the movies up until Jurassic World. Yeah. And not, not to say Jurassic World wasn't good, but it was a great movie. But it would be great to add horror to that. Yeah. And just like Incredibles, uh... This one is adding so many great new actors to the cast. Uh, James Cromwell is fucking fantastic. Justice Smith from The Get Down. I love The Get Down. I know it got canceled on Netflix and not a lot of people watched it. But Justice Smith and the whole cast of The Get Down are amazing. Uh, I'm really excited that Rafe Spall is in it. And if you want to know who Rafe Spall is, he shows up in all of the uh, Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, Edgar Wright movies. He's in every one of them. Uh, you know, in okay, in Shaun of the Dead, I'm gonna yep. gonna uh, <laughs> amuse myself a little here. In Shaun of the Dead, the scene where Shaun goes to work, and there's that one teenager who's like talking on a cell phone and being a shithead. That's Rafe Spall. And I think that guy's hilarious. And he's going to add to this movie. But. Jeff Goldblum. Yep. Dr. Ian Malcolm. I mean. What. Like. <laughs> honestly I, I'm. Oh. That's a question. Are you more a fan of Ian Malcolm or Alan Grant? That is a tough question. I... Hmm. I think I'm going to have to give it to Goldblum. Yeah? Yeah. It is tough. Like, granted, I, I think The Lost World was better than Jurassic Park 3, so that has to give Goldblum an edge. But at the same time, I don't know, Dr. Alan Grant is a badass. Sam Neill. Uh, 
I'd probably lean Malcolm well, too. That's but... not taking anything away from Sam Neill. No. It's it's a re- that's a really tough one. I think I would lean towards uh, Doctor Ian Malcolm as well, but it's close. It's very close. Uh, now we've got. I just looked up that guy that you were talking about. Which one, Rafe Spall? Yeah. Yeah, he's in. Just a... to make sure, it was the guy that. I thought you were talking about, yeah. and it is. Um, he was also in a movie starring um, Elijah Wood and Charlie Hunnam, Green Street Hooligans. Oh, he's in that. Yeah. Oh, okay, I saw that years ago, but it's been a long time. Yeah, because that movie came out in 2005, but that is a fantastic fucking movie. I remember that being really fucking good. So good. Yeah. I didn't realize he was in that. That makes sense. Yeah, he's in it. Um, That was my first introduction to Charlie Hunnam. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, it was such a good movie. I I think I got sort of spoiled on Charlie Hunnam. I never saw him in anything until I watched Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. And I don't think he's ever been as good as that. So, like, like, I don't think... Uh, Charlie Hunnam as Jax is beat by any other Charlie Hunnam role in my opinion No, you probably, I assume you'd agree I know you're a fan so going to everything else I was kind of like like mildly disappointed because I wished he was as good as he was in Sons of Anarchy but yeah minor complaint but look at the movies he's been in that very mediocre Pacific Rim. Yeah. That King Arthur movie. Yeah. I don't know if it's Charlie Hunnam or the role slash movies he's yeah. being casted in. Like Pacific Rim is one of those things that is such so so fucking frustrating to me because the actual fights, the actual uh, uh, Jagger versus Kaiju battles are amazing but most of the story and the characters are just not that good yeah and like every time it's not a giant robot fighting a monster I I, I don't care <laughs> exactly and it's th- like they took the movie they had like we want giant robots fighting giant monsters Oh shit, we need to write a story to kind of pad the script? Yeah. Fuck, and then they just slapped it together. Yep. That's the impression that movie gave me. Like, I remember having one issue with that movie. I need to rewatch it just so I could rediscover this one part. Because I remember there was one part of the story that just hit me as stupid. And I can't remember what it is right now. It was a very small detail, but yeah. it just... I know, it's been a while for me, too. I think it was something to do with, like... Where they were, like... It's like this post-apocalyptic world, and they're like, Oh my god, you have bread? <laughs> Type thing, and here's Charlie Hunnam still looking like... He's on the cover of Men's Health. Yeah, yeah. Like, 
ripped to shreds and six pack like it's just like how if they're in a world where nutrition is so hard to come by that fucking bread is a big deal <laughs> how does a dude look like an underwear model through hard work and dedication and hoarding all the proper nutrition for himself? like I think maybe, yeah. Because there are people who eat right and exercise for years and never see those types of results. Well, I think we just figured out who the real monster in that movie is. Yeah. Charlie Hunnam is like starving orphans so he can look like an underwear model. <laughs> yeah. He's basically the Lex Luthor of oh, that yeah. story. <laughs> he he plays the hero, wants everyone to think he's the good guy, but he's starving the masses for his own selfish means. Yeah. Okay, moving on to the next movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this one comes out a week before I get married, so I'm probably not going to get a chance to see this in theater. Uh, Aunt Priority. Ma- what? Learn your priorities. <laughs> I know, I know. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Dude, just go see the movie and call that your bachelor party. That, that's a good idea. Although, I mean, I, I already know what I want to do for my bachelor party whenever I get married. Like, I, I have this planned out. Like, just getting a handful of friends, whoever wants to tag along, go to St. John's, eat tacos, throw axes, Go to a movie, <laughs> go somewhere else for supper, call the night. Yeah. Like, but I actually have go to a movie. Yeah. On the list of bachelor party activities because I'm like, I've been to strip clubs there. Eh. Although, if I if I'm doing if I'm doing a movie for a bachelor party, I should just go have a bachelor party in May so I can see like Infinity War Deadpool 2 and Solo back to back to back yeah if you're going somewhere like St. John's where yeah. they will have all three of those movies playing yeah like if you wait for Solo to come out then you could just make a day out of seeing all three <laughs> man you got me tempted on this but Ant-Man if you decide to do that and you want some company I will take vacation from work. You're first in line. I, I will be so on board <laughs> But to the point, Ant-Man and the Wasp. <laughs> yep. Uh, I fucking love the first one. I can't see why I wouldn't love the second. Lawrence Fishburne. good. Uh, I haven't seen any of the trailers for this one either. Cause, like, I saw one. Literally, they, they released the first trailer, I think it must have been, like, the day after I decided I wasn't watching trailers. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, they got the whole they got the whole gang back, everybody but uh, Corey Stoll, because, well, Yellow Jacket met an unfortunate fate in the last one. Yeah. But, I mean, they're adding the Wasp, Michelle Pfeiffer and Lawrence Fishburne are showing up. Uh, I... It can't be bad. And this character, Ghost, I'm not familiar with Ghost, but Ghost looks pretty interesting.
You there? Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. Um. Ant Man and the Wasp. I. I will see it when I get a chance, and uh, I. I'm pretty fucking sure I'm gonna enjoy this. Hell yeah. I mean, what's not the love? Exactly. Uh, we got three movies left, and they're all still superhero movies. Yep. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Uh, Venom, October 5th. I gotta People admit, were complaining about the trailer for this. Okay, I gotta admit, I watched the teaser trailer. I, I, I gave in to curiosity. What do you think of it? I, I thought it was a good teaser. Me too. I wanted to see Venom, but I'm glad they didn't show him. Yeah, save that shit. Like... Exactly, like... Can you imagine, like, they showed a bit of the symbiote. Yeah. Like, in a jar in a lab. But, can you imagine if they don't actually show Venom in any of the trailers and save that shit for the actual movie? Man. Like... How how intense is it going to be the first time they show him on screen, then? The, the thing about it is, is it doesn't look like they're doing a typical villain of any sort it's it looks more like it's going to be venom versus an organization yeah so if there's no other villain reveal you gotta save venom you can't show that shit in February no and then have nothing um, else up your sleeve plus if there's no major villain and he is against an organization but a lot of that story of that movie could also be kind of similar to a Hulk Bruce Banner situation yeah yeah like it could be where Eddie Brock is the protagonist and Venom is the antagonist oh yeah that's a good idea I like that like a lot of that movie could be Eddie trying to maintain control like fighting for control against the symbiote because the symbiote like is almost like a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde thing. Like, Eddie's trying to keep control and do this, but the symbiote's trying to, like, you know. Yeah. Eddie's pissed off because this evil group is coming after him, trying to take the symbiote for whatever reason or whatever. And Eddie's trying to be like, no, we shouldn't kill them. Meanwhile, Venom's like, yes, we should. Yeah. Like, if they approach it from that angle, like, Venom could very easily be the antagonist, being the devil on Eddie's shoulder, wanting to, you know, act on his more violent impulses and shit like that, while Eddie's trying to keep himself under control. Sounds good to me. I would definitely go see a movie like that. Like, they don't have to have any other superpowered people in the movie at all. And no. I would go see the shit out of that movie. Yep. Me too. I'm there. Oh, yeah. Uh, moving right along to the only DC movie of the year. Aquaman. Just yeah. In, just in time for Christmas, December 21st. 
I think I'm more excited about this than you are. You definitely are. <laughs> I'm a I'm a big Aquaman fan. I'm actually wearing my Aquaman T-shirt right now. Uh, I like Aquaman a lot. Admittedly, not as much as you, but <clears throat> we were talking about this just before we started recording about how you and you recently saw Justice League. Yes. And you enjoyed the Aquaman character in that movie more than I did. Yeah, yeah. And looking at the cast, like, I'm excited for, um, see Manta, I'm, I like Willem Dafoe. Mm-hmm. Um, Patrick Wilson's in it, and I don't know what the fuck it is about Patrick Wilson, but... Like, he's not a bad actor, but every time I see him, I just want to fill a pillowcase with dead batteries and beat him with it. I, I know what you mean. I like Patrick Wilson, but there are actors who, despite their good acting, you just can't fucking take. No. Sandra Bullock, like, again, is for in me. In Insidious movies, he was good in the Insidious movies, and I just, still, just something about him, I just mm. can't, I just see him, and I'm just like, ugh, I just want to punch him. Yeah, I, I hear you. I, and I can say that because Patrick Wilson will never hear this. And if he does hear this, I'm sure maybe you're a good guy and you aren't a bad actor, but there's just something about you that, oh, uh, maybe we can go get a pizza and talk about it. I don't know. And record it for this podcast. Um, so if you ever feel like dropping by, Patrick Wilson, we can we can hash things out and uh, we can work. I'll even pay for the pizza. <laughs> That seems hardly fair. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, I'm really excited to see Graham McTavish in this. They haven't really they haven't revealed what he's playing, but Graham McTavish, he played um fuck, I cannot remember the name of the dwarf from the Hobbit. Uh, I think the the very first guy that shows up with the bald head in the Hobbit. Okay. He plays him but he also plays the Saint of Killers on Preacher. He did the voice of uh, fucking Dracula in the Castlevania anime. Graham McTavish is really good, and he's got a lot of potential. And I have no idea where they're putting him in this movie. So well, hopefully they use him to his potential. Yeah, Dolph Lundgren's in it for some reason. <laughs> I have no idea why. <laughs> But, uh, who fucking knows? No, I, uh, I'm not gonna go into Justice League too much. I watched it the other night. I felt very much the same way that you did. That it was a step in the right direction for DC. Better than probably most of the other DC movies, aside from Wonder Woman. But, still not perfect. No. Uh, I did like Aquaman more than you did, as much as... I do have to agree that Cyborg was probably the best part of the movie. Yeah. Flash was pretty good, too, though. Oh, yeah, for sure. Flash was entertaining. Uh, and, like, the first scene with Wonder Woman where she's busting up that bank heist. Oh, yeah. That made the hairs on my arms stand up. And you were absolutely right. That opening Batman scene, in my opinion, as well as yours is probably one of the single greatest Batman scenes we've ever had in a movie. Yeah. It was incredible, and it felt like Batman the Animated Series, just like you said. Yeah, 
it felt like they brought Batman the Animated Series to live action for a couple minutes. I'm not going to say the whole movie felt like that because some of the Batman stuff was weak at times. But that scene, man. Well, some of the reshoot stuff, <sighs> they, when they went back, you can see a noticeable difference in um, Ben Affleck's weight. Yeah, yeah. The, the scene in... Because, I mean, like, you shoot a movie like that and you put yourself through all this rigorous training and stuff like that and you get fit and... It's grueling, and it takes a toll on you. And then as soon as you stop shooting that movie, you're like, oh my god, I can fucking relax and be a semi-normal human again. Yep. And so you're not as stringent with your diet. You still work out, but you're not pushing yourself quite as hard. Yep. And you lose a bit of that physique. Yep. Uh, In Ben Affleck's case, he... He gained a bit of weight. Yep, yeah. and not not to blame him for it. It's just it's kind of glaring when you watch it. Yeah, and like I mean, if I was in this situation and I was expecting, okay, I'm done with this movie, I'm gonna let myself go a little bit. Oh boy, they'd never they'd never get me back in the and suit, then man. Get get the phone call and be like, hey, we're doing reshoots. Shit, do I have time to fucking get jacked again for this. Nope. <laughs> Honestly, well, well, I, I, I'll, I'll be there. Honestly, if it was me, like, you you would see in certain shots where, like, oh, look, the suit doesn't even do up the whole way. <laughs> right? Like In my case, I would just lose weight. Ah, because yeah. it would be like, Jesus, why is the fucking <laughs> cowl flopping around on his head? <laughs> why is it covering his eyes? What's happening? Oh. Why is he constantly having to adjust the suit and pull up the pants? <laughs> oh. oh, man, that's good. Uh, we've got one more movie. Um, I feel like this one's not still not on as many people's radars as it should be. Uh, coming out the same day as Aquaman, which is <laughs> interesting. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. An animated yeah. fucking Spider-Man movie starring Miles Morales. Oh. About fucking time. Right? Just in time for Christmas, and it looks insanely good. And uh, Shamik Moore from The Get Down is voicing Miles. I should probably mention, uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name, I think it's Yaya Abdul-Mateen II is Black Manta in Aquaman. He's also from the Get Down. <laughs> this whole year is just filled with guys from the Get Down. I fucking love that show. Uh, so Shamik Moore is Miles. Mahershala Ali, a.k.a. Cottonmouth from Luke Cage, is voicing Aaron Davis. Uh, Brian Tyree Henry from Atlanta is voicing Miles' father. And Liev Schreiber is in it as fucking who knows. Oh, it's gonna be good. Man. Uh, I feel like Spider-Man should have been getting animated movies a long time ago. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know why they, they like, 
granted, I love live-action Spider-Man movies, but, I mean, it's such an easy selling point to tell a kid you're going to go see an animated Spider-Man movie. Like, this is going to make so much fucking money. Yep. It's just good business. I don't know. And and I love that they're they're finally giving Miles a chance to shine. Maybe this will be the gateway to getting Miles into the MCU. Um and that is uh that's our 2018 movie preview. Obviously, there's a lot of good ones that we uh, we didn't include here. Um, like the new Insidious movie. Oh yeah, that's right too. Uh, and the new. Oh, uh, the circle back to uh, TV shows we're excited for. We're supposed to be getting Young Justice season three this year. Oh, that's a good one. Yep. That's right. I forgot all about that. And, and like obviously, there's a lot of uh, a lot of stuff that's been announced that I hope comes out this year, like the Watchmen TV show, uh, the Deadpool cartoon, shit like that. But until I see a premiere date, I'm I'm being cautiously, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm just I'm waiting. Uh, but. Uh, any movies we didn't touch on that you're like real fucking hyped for or not that I can think of off the top of my head the only one the only one for me that is honestly the movie I'm most excited for this year is Ready Player One yeah like that book is fucking incredible Steven Spielberg is running the show and, and he knows what the fuck he's doing and Simon Pegg is like one of my favorites. Simon Pegg is gonna be in this thing. Uh, the cast is fucking great, and like, it literally is just a great story that is built on geeky references, and it's so yeah. fucking cool. Oh my god! I watched the first trailer. It was also attached to Last Jedi, and like. Just seeing shit like the Iron Giant and, like, the fucking, uh, the bike from Akira and this shit in, in action is just so fucking cool. The DeLorean, man, that's, that's my, that's the one I'm fucking hyped for. Oh, that's gonna be so fun. But, uh, yeah, I guess that is, uh, that's a wrap on our 2018 movie preview. We last last uh, episode we clued up our thoughts on uh, stuff that came out in 2017. Now we've clued up what's to come, so we can get back to having our geeky lists and rankings and and all that shit. Maybe maybe we should do another fan casting sometime soon. Yeah. Uh. So. I would imagine our next episode is going to be Black Panther review, but we've also decided uh, something we've been talking about for a while, and has actually been requested. I've actually had people message me and say you guys should do this. We're doing 
a Marvel versus DC debate. Yep. Uh, we're going to break down into different categories and uh, try and determine the the winner who who is the greatest of all Marvel and DC so you can look forward to that next time on Jedi Dropouts this is one I've been looking forward to for oh, a while oh yeah we talked about this what uh, last summer I think is when we first started talking it yep and just honestly just the amount of movies and TV shows we've had we we couldn't not review since then uh is probably what postponed it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, that'll be in our next episode. That'll, that'll be the whole episode, I would I would imagine. Black Panther review, and then we get into our Marvel, Marvel vs. DC debate. Yep. Uh, and we... Uh, we I we'll, we'll do another mailbag I guess uh, I really enjoyed the mailbag uh, I don't know about you but I think we should do that again uh, we'll the mailbag was fun yeah we'll we'll post that again we'll post another open call uh, anyone listening to this you can literally just any time like even if you don't you haven't seen us put a call for it out just if you think of something you want to ask us uh, be it life advice uh, you want you want relationship advice sure we'll do that. Uh, yeah, you want us to rank all the the Doritos flavors? We'll do that. Sure. <laughs> like, Hell yeah. Yeah, we'll we will we'll answer everything and anything that comes to mind. If you want us to debate ketchup versus mustard, I'm on board for that. Yeah, although I don't like either, but. <laughs> That's besides the point. I'll I'll still take a side. Sure. Yep. <laughs> it does um, that being said, I kind of feel like it would be best if we like if we only get one question in the mailbag for an episode, maybe hold off on answering until we have at least two or three questions to oh, answer. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So, if you ask us a question, we don't answer it right away. Don't get discouraged. Yeah. You can send us more questions. Like, there's no limit on, like, one question per person. No. Not at all. So, yeah, don't get discouraged if you send us a question. We don't answer it right away. Maybe we're just waiting for a couple more questions to come in so we can answer them together. Yeah. And and it, it depends, too, because some weeks we might have a topic lined up that... Is just a little uh, more time consuming. Time consuming. So we'd save it until the next episode, of course. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I guess that's a wrap on the episode. Uh, I think so. I think we're I think we're good. Uh, yeah. Thank you once again for listening. Oh, uh, we passed one thousand downloads. Hell yeah, we did. 1,000. I know that's a very small number for most podcasts, but for us, that's fucking huge. That's our first milestone. Oh, yeah. Man, uh, so fucking cool. Yep. uh, Really appreciate everyone who's listened and uh, downloaded and shared and liked and commented and everyone who uh, has sat down and enjoyed us in any way. Wow, that sounded dirty. Uh, but uh, 
make sure to tune in again um, in two weeks time uh, make sure to go check out the uh, Tridents and Tracers podcast I'm also running on the same channel where I talk comic book news and reviews and I'm looking to have guests in the near future what else you got to plug um I'm a little slow right now uploading the ukulele things but that's just cause life um they are gonna keep coming up I am gonna finish the game yep um after that I'm gonna try to continue with the James is bad at YouTube series uh I've been considering well I started a Twitch account so I could favorite a few channels but then I thought to myself like eh maybe I could do a bit of streaming too yeah so I'm thinking I might start streaming a bit on Twitch I'll be posting um, the link on the Jedi Dropouts page, and anytime I do plan on streaming, I will post it on the Jedi Dropouts Facebook page, being like, hey, James is going to start streaming in about a half hour. Sounds good. Yeah. And no worries, I do not have a camera yet, so, you know, you'll just be able to hear me <laughs> talking and playing watch me play video games but you won't actually see my shitty self Jesus uh, yeah so uh, thanks again for listening you can always find more episodes of Jedi Dropouts and other assorted projects that we do over at www.jedidropouts.podbean.com and I always forget uh, the um, <laughs> I, I, I've been forgetting lately where exactly you can find us iTunes, Google Play YouTube, Stitcher, Podbean so that's all of them right? I think I think so I Think so. And anywhere you listen to a podcast I mean I, I don't even use any of those I use CastBox myself uh, but you can also follow us over at Facebook uh, Instagram, Twitter we don't have a Snapchat yet, so <laughs> I don't know if that's something in our future. I doubt it. Uh, and yeah, uh, stay tuned for uh, what's a good one. Uh, we haven't done one of those those hypothetical joke castings at the end of an episode in a while. What do you got? What do you what do you want ah. to, what do you what do you want to see? What's your remember we we used to do all the the, the hypothetical joke castings at the end of our episodes. What you got anything? I want to see uh, I want to see a Law and Order Justice League crossover. I want to see the cast of of Law specifically Law and Order uh, uh, SVU. In the roles of uh, of Justice League, I want I want to see uh, specifically like Ice Cube as uh, no Ice T, yeah, wrong wrong Ice Ice T as uh, as John Stewart Green Lantern. That's what I want to see. 
That's I mean, that's the only casting choice that I pieced together before you said that. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember any of the other other names. Um, uh, I know the lead character is like uh, Olivia Benson or something. I don't remember who plays her. Uh, I don't know. She's pretty stern. I would. I don't even know. I don't even know if I would joke around about putting her in a a, a superhero costume because she, like, she would glare the living fuck out of you. Uh, I mostly just want to see like the Justice League logo and then Dick Wolf <laughs> because that's the best part. <laughs> No, no. the The best part would see would be seeing like the character like Aquaman and Batman introduced, but bum, <laughs> and the music playing. That would be the best part. Like, <laughs> personally, I've been crossing my fingers for um, a reboot of Friday or of Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh yeah. Stirring. Because I really think that Gary Busey would make an interesting Freddy Krueger. <laughs> you know what's funny about that? Uh, you don't even need to tell him he's in a movie or do anything at all. Just film Gary Busey. Like, like put a camera in his house for like two days. Yeah. And, and then just film the rest of it and apply like Freddy Krueger makeup to Gary Busey. In, in post and they would work cause <laughs> yeah like Jesus the dude used to be an okay actor until he got back from Lobotomy Island oh man Busey like uh man Busey is something else the man like the, one of my favorite the... family guy cutaways <laughs> is Gary Busey talking to himself in the mirror yeah that's a good one I love that one Oh man! Like they had him on one of the Comedy Central celebrity roasts, and oh my god! <laughs> like I kind of felt a little bit bad that they like allowed him to be on stage and like talking to people. So like it kind of felt like they were almost exploiting. A handicapped person. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, it was funny as shit. <laughs> Gary Busey is. Uh, I think that's a good note to end on. Every, uh, what we what we want you to do this week, we want you to just go Google a picture of Gary Busey and just sit down and stare at that for a while and see how you feel. <laughs> I mean, that's enough to give you nightmares. Oh, it's nightmare fuel. You, you know what? Nightmare on Elm Street is, is like my little pony compared to a day in the life of Gary Busey. Yep. Well, thanks for listening. <laughs> uh, yeah, you've been listening to Jedi Dropouts, where we talk superheroes, Star Wars, and Gary fucking Busey. Uh, <laughs> make sure you tune in again. Uh... That's not even the sign-off. Make sure to drop by. <laughs> no, that's not it either. Thanks for dropping by. Holy shit, I'm fucking this up today. <laughs> Thank you for dropping by. Something, something dropped out. Something, something, Gary Busey? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Later. Peace.